We welcome you to the preaching service of the Scotts Fork Christian Church. We certainly appreciate you sharing with us, and we trust that uh, the message of the hour will be a message of strength and blessing to you. I am Otis Clark, the minister of the Christian Church of Scotts Fork, and we again just appreciate so much you sharing with us. I want to uh, call to your attention that as I am recording this service, today is the 11th day of September 2020. We're all mindful that 19 years ago, the thing that happened was the worst thing that has happened in American history. That was the 9-11 happenings at uh, the Pentagon, and at the towers, and, and the happenings in Pennsylvania. And we just know that uh, as a people, that if we want to be genuine people and be what we ought to be, that we must uh, always seek to remember what others have done and how much they have given. And we must seek to never, never forget. And so at the beginning of this particular broadcast, I want to say a prayer for our nation, for the leadership of our land, and for the families who remain who lost family members in that terrible, terrible happening. Will you go with me to our Father in prayer? Heavenly Father, we come to you today with a lot of mixed feelings because it is so heart-wrenching to think about what transpired on September the 11th, 2001. And for all of those who gave unreservedly who did everything that they could, the first responders, to helping with the, uh, the bombings and the particular attack that took place. For all the family members who remain of uh, all the EMS workers, all of the uh, firefighters, all the personnel, and all who lost their lives, we just pray for their families who remain, that they can have a sense of, of peace that uh, they did all that they could do. And the Bible tells us that no, no greater thing can we do than to lay down our life. And we just pray, Lord, that you will be with our nation. We come to you on this September the 11th, 2020, and all of us know that we're living in very troubling times. All of us know that many of the things that we have been doing has not been working. And Lord, we just pray for the leadership of the United States of America. We pray for our president, we pray for our vice president, all of the leaders in positions. And we just pray that you will guide them, Father. We just pray that we can see a cessation of all of the ugliness, all of the rudeness, all of the harshness, and all of the uh, unkindness and that we can return to living as the way that you would want us to live. And we know that will work, but it just seems so often that we look at the fruit which is being born, that people are satisfied and living in darkness, uh, that they're determined, uh, sadly to say, to leave God out of the equation. And so we just pray, Lord, that you will be with us. Bless our land. Forgive us of our sins. Forgive us, Lord, of our sins and melt us and mock us. Make us what we need to be, that we might be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. In his name we pray. Amen. This morning we are going to be talking about 
another fruit of the Spirit. And uh, I'm going to read, um, going back to uh, the Galatian letter to the fifth chapter and uh, verse 22. Uh, I've shared with you that a number of weeks ago, I asked myself, what is it that we need to be studying and thinking about with all of the happenings which are going on in our world? And many things, of course, came to my mind. But I said, you know, a great thing to do is to realize the profoundness of bearing the fruit of the Spirit. Not only is it appropriate and needed for this time, but also it is something that we need to seek to display every day of our lives. And so when Paul wrote to the Galatian church, and uh, you've read the words many and many a time, but I'm going to read the fruit, and we have been talking about all of these. And this morning, we're going to be talking about self-control. Unbelievably, unbelievably important. So let's listen to the words in Galatians 5:22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, is joy, is peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desire. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying one or each other. And then the text that we want to refer to this morning is in 1 Peter, the fifth chapter, verses 7 and 8. And this is what we read there. Be alert and a sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of suffering. Tremendous words of challenge. Thinking about this morning, displaying another fruit of the Spirit, and that is self-control. As I look back over my life and as I look back over the years, it's hard to believe the many, many times that I concluded when certain things happened that the individual or individuals involved in situations that were distasteful, that evidently they were not living close to the Lord. Evidently they were not mindful of the uh, fruit of the Spirit. Uh, A number of things. But I have witnessed over my years in the ministry, well over 50 years, many and many a person, and by the fruit you shall know them, who did not display the fruit of the Spirit, and especially this morning, what we're talking about here, the spirit of self-control. You know, I thought a whole lot about when Paul wrote to the church at Galatia and uh, all the things that, uh, that he mentioned uh, about the fruit of the Spirit. And they are so profound. Uh, we know, as, as we read in the book of Peter, that all Scripture, or I beg your pardon, as we uh, read in Paul's writings, that all Scripture is given by inspiration, is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, instruction, and righteousness. 
And we all know that in the book of Peter that uh, the word of God is God-breathed and people wrote as they were being guided by the Spirit. So uh, when you think about the different fruit that he sought to mention, every one of them, every one is so, so meaningful. And friend, I believe that anything, and I trust that you do as well, is possible with God. We believe that uh, if we put our faith and trust in him, that he can melt us, he can mold us, and he can change us. One of the great testimonies to the power of the gospel, one of the great testimonies to the power of Jesus Christ is how he can change a life. And I've often said throughout my years, if we have the thought that, well, let's just say a person says, I have been high-tempered and I will be high-tempered all of my life. Well, that's right. That if you made up your mind, but if you walk with the Lord, and grow in an understanding of the greatest book in the world. And if you seek to be a genuine Christian, you can change. To say that you can change is to limit the power of God in your life. And many horrendously terrible things have happened through the years because a person or persons did not realize the importance of self-control. Is a very, very ugly thing when we witness as we go through life and know of the many, many things that have happened that absolutely should not have happened. And it happened because the person or persons involved did not know how to exhibit self-control. Someone has said self-control is the ability to keep cool while someone else is making it hot for you. Uh, That statement, we don't know the derivation of it, but it is a tremendous statement. Let me read it again. Self-control is the ability to keep cool while someone else is making it hot for you. I read an illustration that David Marks uh, uh, gave, and it's really, really good, and it goes like this. A mother was in a grocery store with her little boy in the shopping cart, and she just picked him up from daycare after work and needed to get groceries for dinner. And as she went up and down the aisle, she accidentally went down the cookie aisle. And immediately her son began screaming, I want cookies, she calmly tells him. Not right now, we have some at home. The boy continues to scream, I want cookies, as they would go down the next four aisles, gathering or getting louder with each aisle. At the register, he's kicking, he's screaming, yelling. When the lady at the register asked, why don't you just give him cookies? And the mother looked at the lady and simply said, who? Because this is not my child, because my child does not get what he wants when he acts this way. Practicing self-control. As we're sharing this message, let's just look back over this past week. Let's just look back over the past few weeks. And if you are a genuine Christian, I would submit to you that you are always evaluating your life and how you're living and how that you understand how much Christ wants you to be an example of a believer. Friends, allow me to say this. We've all heard this expression probably, is I'd rather see a sermon 
any day than here one. It does seem not to be unfair to share with you that people are leaving the church in groves, that uh, people are not reading their Bibles, maybe more fun, maybe not the best word, is being exhibited toward God's word, disrespect for God's word, seemingly, than ever before. And, and so we can understand why that many, many things are happening as they are happening. And so when we think about our lives, what is it that we need to be mindful of so that we will exhibit self-control? I often say it like this, rather than the situation controlling us with God's help, we want to control the situation. And that's a, a very important thing. And as I was talking about that, that I'd rather see a sermon any day than hear one, is uh, that's one of the greatest things that you and I can do for our Lord and his church. And that is to realize where we are, people's relationship to God, people's relationship to Christ, people's relationship to studying the word of God, people being in a close relationship with Jesus Christ, where that by that they could say, I walk and I talk with the king, hallelujah. That's not happening. So one of the great things that we can do, listen to me people, is that we need to seek to be an example. Our actions, tell so much about us. And again, I want us to put in our minds that with God, everything is possible. We can pray, Lord, melt me, Lord, mold me. And that comes about by the leading of his spirit in our lives. That comes about by being a student of the Bible. That comes about by praying, praying, praying. That comes about by sharing in a relationship with Jesus Christ. So what do we need to be mindful? What can help us? Well, Peter says, as we read just a moment ago in 1 Peter 5, 8, he says, be alert. There are many, many things that uh, we see coming, uh, coming into the equation, and we need to realize that behavior is learned. And so when we see something that could possibly uh, trigger something in us, if we certainly if we have a tendency to be uh, high-tempered, then we need to keep ourselves alerted and have an approach that we make so that we can be a good example of the believer when these things take place. And Peter says in 1 Peter 5, 8, be self-controlled and alert alert to the devil's prowls around like a roaring lion waiting for someone to devour. Now, we know that when we study lions, when they attack, they look for the weakest animal are one in a difficult situation before attacking. They just wait and watch for an opportunity. Friends, as we live our lives, listen to me, the devil tempts us when we are at a weak point or in difficult situations. It may be as you look back over your life, look back over your days, look back over your weeks, that you see as we look at what happened or what transpired that maybe you were frustrated with work. Maybe you were frustrated with things that were transpiring in your family. Maybe you have encountered some financial difficulties and you're frustrated about the money matters. You see, it is in these moments we often lose control of anger 
often lose control of language or our tongues, often lose control of our mind and our, our other actions. How can we stay alert? Friends, we need to realize that we are to be imitators of Jesus Christ. We need to focus on our relationship with Jesus Christ. Many, many times when I perform weddings, a lot of people are talking about, uh, and we share in our counseling sessions, who is the head of the home? Is the husband the head of the home? Is the wife the head of the home? Who is head of the home? Friends, I submit to you first and foremost, the one who should be the absolute head of their home is Jesus Christ. I have found that counseling is phenomenal. If a person has really versed himself or herself in premarital counseling, that's incredible. But I have found that there are many, many, many things that a father, a husband, a wife, mother, that they will need to do in having a good marriage. And that is they need to realize that Christ, the ministry of the Holy Spirit, can enable us to do things that we could not do on our own. I cannot emphasize that enough. I think about going back to the Old Testament and we think about Joseph when he was tempted by Potiphar's wife. And if I might paraphrase, you remember what he said? He said, I cannot do this. I cannot commit this sin. And he picked up his clothes and ran. Friends, the ministry of the Holy Spirit Paul, in writing to the church at Rome in the 8th chapter, he said, there are many times we do not know what we ought to pray for, but that he, the great Holy Spirit, makes intercession on our behalf. We too often fall into sin because of lack of self-control. We must practice self-control in our lives, not only out of duty for Christ, but out of our love for him. Too many of us love ourselves more than we love Jesus. We are nothing more than a spoiled brat in a grocery store screaming and hollering because our mom won't give us the cookies. Then the next thing that I want to mention to you, not only to always be alert, but to tell yourselves no. Just like Joseph did back in the Old Testament. He said, how can I sin? How can I commit this great sin against God, and he picked up his clothes, and he ran. We know that as we read our Bibles, that uh, we need to remember by denying ourselves some simple pleasures here on earth is in our best interest. When we think about a person who was tempted in all points like we are tempted, yet at no time ever committed sin, we're speaking of Jesus, and Jesus was tempted, as we know, in the desert. And he said no to everything we are tempted with. And let's just take a minute to read a few verses in that uh, fourth chapter of the, of the Gospel of Matthew. And, of course, that is regarding uh, the uh, uh, temptation that he experienced. And I start reading in verse 1 in the fourth chapter, and this is what it says. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus said, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but upon every word that comes from the mouth of God. 
Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him sit on the highest point of the temple. And he said, if you're the son of God, he said, throw yourself down. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. But Jesus answered, it is written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the, de- the devil left him and the angels came and guarded him. What tremendous teachings. Listen, friends, again, about all the different fruit, everyone is important. But in this day when people are wound so tightly, it just seems it's just like their life is a rubber band and wouldn't take anything at all for it to snap. And in all probability, if they're not sharing in a relationship with Jesus Christ, that they'll be just like anyone else and that they will lose it and lose control of the situation that they're in. We need to remember that by denying denying ourselves some simple pleasures here on earth is in our best interest. When Jesus was tempted in the desert, he said no and to everything he was tempted with. And we go back and notice what the devil, what Satan said to him. First of all, talking about the needs of the body. The devil knew how to tempt our Lord. He knew and there had been the fasting that Jesus had shared in, and he was human and just like we're human, and he was tired. And that's when Satan, many times, always keep that in your mind, that if we have a propensity for anger and things of this nature, that when he often will come to you is at your weakest point, when you're tired, when you're frustrated, when you're angry, and on I could go. And so we look at Satan in the temptation of our Lord there in Matthew 4, the needs of the body. And then also Satan twisting scriptural truths to suit an immediate test. Testing God. If you'll do this, I'll give you this. If you'll do this, I will give you this. He was talking to him about power. He was talking to him about honor, about position of authority. You see, friends, many, many times, that's where Satan works, is uh, I've seen people who have been given power, and, uh, but they couldn't handle it. I've seen people who have been given honor, and, and it changed them completely. I've seen people given positions of authority. My friends, if we have ever been, if we are now, and in the future going to be somebody It's because of the guidance of Jesus Christ, the master teacher, the master example. He was everything. As Paul said to the church at Colossae, that Jesus Christ is everything. And friends, as we live our lives, we know we think about the songs we've heard through the years, great messages, many times a sermon in themselves. And Jesus, there's a song that uh, that we used to sing years ago. He's everything to me. He's everything to me. And friends, if you will but make up your mind to walk with him and to seek to live as he would have you to live, I can't tell you 
how you will be blessed and blessed in a profound way, not in a flippant way, not in a way that's here today and gone tomorrow, but the richest blessings of life. Paul said in Colossians 3, 2, set your mind on things above, not on things that are on this earth. I just think so often that if a person has chosen in life not to walk with Christ, not to give themselves to Christ, be obedient to the plan of salvation, believing, confessing his name, repenting, being baptized into him for the remission of sins, and living a life of faithfulness. If they have somewhat their wherewithals about them when they're about to leave this world, and they know that they have never, never really sought to live the way Christ wanted them to live, what are they thinking about? You know, friends, it could be a strong possibility that every one of you who are listening to this podcast that uh, you've thought about this. And maybe you've said, some of these days, I'm going to become a Christian. Some of these days, can I encourage you, do not delay. Today is the day of salvation. We do not have the promise of a tomorrow, but we do have the promise if we know Jesus Christ, that when we leave this world, as Paul said to the church at Corinth, to be absent in the body is to be present with Christ. Will you join me in praying that God will have all of us to look to him uh, for guidance and strength so that we will be a self-controlled person, not seeking to, uh, but seeking to be an example of the believer. So let's pray about that. Father, for a number of weeks, we have been talking about fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness. And today we have spoken this morning about the importance of self-control. Lord, help us to realize so much damage can be done with the tongue. So much damage can be done with the mouth. So much damage can be done uh, when we do not seek to be a self-controlled person. So lead us, Lord, in this dark world in which we're living, that we would be a light and be a profound light. Give us strength to that end. In his name we pray. Amen. If any of you would like to talk with me, let me give you the number and you can leave the message on the answering machine if I'm not there at the church. And that is 859-792-6829. Let me mention that again. 7 or 859-792-6829. You need help? Give me a call. The Lord bless you.